Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Anybody's going to be too excited about this topic, but, uh, you know, Harvey Weinstein is in court again. This is the Colleen and Bradley yeah. show. My talk one Oh seven one Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hello. And you know, it's, we've been through this before. Um, we have been through a Harvey Weinstein trial before. Uh, and um, this, yeah, he's currently serving time. He's currently serving time. Uh, but there is another trial happening right now in Los Angeles. It's been going on for, I don't know, like what, the last couple weeks. Couple weeks? Yeah, at least. Um, there are four weeks remaining in this trial, and we're only a couple weeks in. And already what is coming out of the courtroom is horrifying, mm-hmm. which is no surprise. Well, yeah, I mean, they started uh, his, you know, the opening statements essentially. Like, here's our defense was. These women are bimbos and they're lying. Well, and the defense is not getting any better. Um, it's it's extremely it's, it's extremely disturbing, and I don't want to get into. There are some details, and you can avail yourself of the details. Um, and I do think that if you are in a healthy enough space to take it in, it is important to read the details, to hear the stories of the women who are bravely coming forward and taking the stand. Um, Many of them uh, under the Jane Doe moniker. Um, And, and, you know, one of the things about Harvey Weinstein that we learned the last time is that he definitely has kind of a, a way of going about things. Um, a sort of a signature move uh, he likes to invite or did he liked to invite young actresses to his hotel room and sort of barricade them in and do all kinds of gross stuff terrible assaulty rapey stuff and um and uh promise them you know great things for their career yeah so we already knew that, and it is horrifying and terrible and disgusting, and there are variations on that theme throughout all of this. But the first trial, I found myself so... My anger was directed squarely at Harvey Weinstein. And I think in sort of reviewing some of the information coming out of this trial, I'm recognizing that I am widening my scope to the people I am angry at to include all of the people who supported this bad behavior of his because this didn't happen in a vacuum. This is something that he had um, many people helping him uh, to do um, for his own personal gratification. You wonder if they also, well, they also 
were victimized probably in some way, shape or form, but remained silent. Um, and then and then I also have a little anger directed at the and I know the defense attorneys are doing their job, but the the way that they are dismissing these stories is so gross. So expose yourself to it at your own, you know, discretion. Yeah, I mean, it's, pretty, it's it's exactly what you would expect from Harvey Weinstein. I mean, it truly is based on our first rodeo with Harvey Weinstein. Exactly. Now, one of the things, remember I said that um, his attorneys, I've been directing anger at the attorneys, um, Alan Jackson, who's one, uh, his head attorney, I think, um, he was going at the Jane Doe number two, who told a very disturbing story about what happened in Harvey Weinstein's uh, hotel room. Um, and he was saying, you know, that he felt like she was changing her story, right? So this is like the kind of thing you have to wade through. You know that they're going to try to prove that the that the Jane Doe who has just told her story yeah, was I mean, it, lying or not telling the truth or misremembering. Yeah, I mean, that's what they said from the beginning is like, you, we are going to show you that these women are lying and they're, you know, women who were out to essentially feather the beds of their own career mm-hmm. and um they're no different than any other bimbo i mean he actually used the word bimbo he so, really I mean, did tells you the level of defense they think that they have to mount in order to i mean literally they just have to prove uh, or get somebody on that jury to think that you know these women are lying and not telling the truth. Yeah, that's all they're trying to do. But one thing I will say that you, uh, if you read through some of the reports of the testimony that you will have is a, an immense amount of respect for the women who are on uh, the stand because oh, God, when yeah. that attorney went at uh, that Jane Doe number two and said, your story sounds like it changed. She said it was a traumatic. It was a memory that I wish never happened. There are parts I will never be able to forget. And he said, I know that's your story. And this is where I was like, if I knew this woman, I would be having a parade for her. She said, it's not a story. It's what happened to me. Yeah. Um, now, one of the other big headlines is that uh, the wife of Gavin Newsom, California Governor Gavin Newsom, is one of the women mm-hmm. who is going to be taking the stand. And that will happen I think that's going to happen next week. Okay. So just so you know, that's a that will be a thing that makes a lot of headlines. Um, but throughout the the stories, you're going to hear about one of his assistants who, like, locked them in the room with him, probably knowing what was going to happen. Yeah, we've heard about this. This goes on the way out. Back, this goes back to that whole thing. This was a system. This was a network. This was not just Harvey Weinstein. It's easy to sort of make him out to be the evil you know, the the most evil. And perhaps he is, like, of all the people involved, the most evil. However, he was not able to do those things without the help of other people. So I just hope that at some point some of those people end up having to answer for their, their behavior because otherwise it's easy to get rid of Harvey Weinstein, right? He's already going to be in jail for, mm-hmm. you know, probably the rest of his life. But there are a lot of other people who engaged or abetted that behavior. Mm. Who still have careers. So um, I, I'll just really quickly give you this one little piece of information that I as part of the story that was also just I think I don't remember if we've heard this story before, but one of the victims 
actually did go and report to the police and the police like had her call him had a conversation recorded they were able to listen to that in the courtroom and then followed her and put a wire on her at a hotel where he once again invited her up to his room yeah. and it was on the way that she to the room that she realized that there weren't nobody was coming with her like nobody was following her and um nobody yeah nobody was following her so again it's like that she'd already been through something and they're putting her back in the position again and she doesn't feel safe oh sure and she realizes the cops aren't going to be there to save her and then she ends up not going into the room and instead you know so then that kind of blew the entire yeah. mission um but there they did admit those um recordings in the courtroom so the jury did get to hear those Ugh. yeah i would i mean i would imagine the jury's probably not going to have a hard time like seeing what's there you never know of course but um yeah there's enough testimony there that's probably strikingly similar that at, at a certain point you know the jury will see hopefully what's right in front of and them. and there's four more weeks of it yeah uh when we return on the colleen and bradley show uh we've got to talk about kim kardashian and the marilyn monroe dress i know you're thinking you've already talked about this there's a reason that but we're talking wait, about it again. There's more. Because we've caught up with the Kardashian space-time continuum. So Bradley Trainer is going to take us through a study on how the Kardashians are representing the story after this on My Talk 1071. We are at a new phase in the Kardashian space-time continuum. And it's a phase we've already visited. But now it's time for the Kardashians to show their version of events on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk one oh seven one. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hey. Uh what are those what are those crazy kids up to now? Well, normally, and I told you guys this this morning when we were getting ready for the show, I don't really care when I get like a recap of last night's episode of the Kardashians. Because I'm not a watcher, right? Like if I were, I'd probably be all about it. Like here's right. what I watched last night. Uh, but I am usually here for, you know, stories about what's going on with the Kardashians because, I mean, they're like everywhere and they are constantly bringing drama, some of it, uh, unplanned wherever they go. One of those dramatic stories that we followed involved a dress that Kim Kardashian wore at the Met Gala. Do you remember the dress? I do remember the dress. I believe it once belonged to Marilyn Monroe. And then she changed it by being the most recent person to wear it. Yes. Uh, So she changed the trajectory, the history of this iconic dress that Marilyn Monroe once wore by uh, putting it on her own body. And the show actually caught up with that episode. Now, we roundly criticized their, you know, Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum. We did our job. uh, Because they were the ones who were responsible for allowing her to wear this. Well, okay. You haven't watched the episode, right? No, I have not. Okay. So if I were to ask you, so the way we talked about it, just for the listener's sake, we were upset with Ripley's for letting Kim try on the dress. Mm -hmm. Then Kim did this whole thing where she like tried it on, but she wore it for like 30 seconds and then had a replica, blah, blah, blah. She didn't do anything. The dress was fine. There was this whole problematic side conversation because she talked about all the weight that she lost. And Mm -hmm. people were like, hi, that's not like she's like, I'm a movie star now. I'm doing it for a role. Blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah. We're like, that's not healthy. 
fine, that was one conversation. Then you'll remember there was the allegation that she damaged the dress. Oh, yeah. And Ripley's was like, oh, she didn't damage the dress. Nice try. That's where we were, right, with the story. But now it's showing up on the show, and the show is the Kardashians. So if I were to ask you, even though you haven't seen it, Mm -hmm. how do you think they told this story? loosely i mean vague broadly i i think somehow they're gonna make it sound like ripley's really wanted her to wear the dress because she's kim kardashian you know that this was a um an honor for them to grace (laughs) have her grace the dress with her body um yeah, I guess I don't really, because here's the thing. I, I have to be perfectly honest. I've seen like a couple headlines. And at oh, okay. one point I did see her say something about how they took the dress away from her and wouldn't allow, like they sent her a sample and said, like, if you can't fit into this, then you can't try the dress on. And that she, in that conversation, she said they took it away and like, she couldn't do it. She was like crying to her sisters. Yeah. So I do know that part of the story, yep. but I don't know how they saved it. Yeah. They sent uh, like a replica or whatever and said, you know, like you have to wear this and you can't do the thing. So they didn't do the thing that you suggested, which I would totally buy into that narrative uh, that, oh, we just we love Kim Kardashian. Mm-hmm. What really it seemed to be the way they told this story. And the reason I bring this up is because for a lot of people, this will be the way the story is told. Right. But you have to remember that these are the people, like the people involved who are telling you, they're not like beholden to the truth. No, they bend reality. They can create the narrative to suit whatever it is they would like you to believe about this scenario. So the way it's told is that she was like super obsessed. So that I think we can all relate to or, uh, you know, identify with like Kim Kardashian was obsessed. We knew this. Right. Um, And, you know, it's very predictable in that way. She lost a bunch of weight. She, um, you know, exercised like crazy. They were like, no, you're not wearing the dress. And she's like, I really want to wear the dress. And they're like, no, because you're going to damage the dress. And she's like, I really want to wear the dress. And they were like, no, we're mm-hmm. not going to do it. And then one thing happened that changed Ripley's tune. Do you know what that was? And again, it's not oh. like a... I remember there was like a headline about this at one point. Was there a donation to Ripley's? Well, that's interesting. I don't know. That's not where I was going, but that could have been happening behind the scenes. Okay. But again, we're talking about the way the Kardashians are telling the story. Uh Ripley's was like, no. And she's like, I'll lose weight. No, I'll do anything. No. And then Kris Jenner showed up. Oh, and Kris Jenner made a phone call. And Kim was like, she was in the room when her mom called and was like, you know, like, tell them I'll do this and tell them I'll do that. And Kris Jenner's like, quiet. Allow me to do allow me to do my magic. And she's like, if you do this, mom, for me, I will marry you. That's a little creepy and like a topic for another reality show. But again, the narrative, (laughs) I married my mother on TLC. Yeah, no, it would be, yeah, during Discovery Plus, right? So, um, so again, this is the Kardashian story version of what happened. Mm -hmm. Kris Jenner picks up the phone and calls Ripley's. What do you think she said? 
to convince them. Oh, I'm sure. There's not a right answer, by the way. I'm sure it had something to do with uh, the exposure on their show. That's a great guess. We will never know. Oh. Because, of course, they don't share with us the conversation. It's So this is why I was like, this is just a hot mess express bunch of lies. Because they want us to believe that Kris Jenner can get Ripley's Believe It or Not to like bend release this when lo- the entire- amazing piece of history to her daughter's butt. Yeah, when in reality, you know, you like there are so many other ways this probably all went down. And, I, and I'm not saying like she didn't really want it and they didn't want it and all that stuff. But it, it's the idea, of course, that the climax is that she's not going to get to wear the dress un- until... Mom saves Mom the day. Mom saves the day. And of course, Chris Jenner saves the day because Chris Jenner is all powerful. Right. Right? Um, so These I was just like people are so far up their own rear ends. I know. And I was like, well, that's interesting because they're also not going to tell us what she said. Mm-hmm. Uh they also did say allegedly, you know, the, the, the they built the tension by basically saying, Kim, if you can't get to this weight or this dress, you know, if you can't fit in it. You're not doing it. You're not getting it. But Chris, yeah, but Chris essentially saved the day. Well, so we have her to blame. Great. Now we know. She's ruined history for all time. Thank you, Chris Jenner. (laughs) When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got some dumb people doing dumb things. Crazy, stupid. After this on My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. We call them crazy, stupid. Well, then. I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. That's why. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again. Oftentimes in the state of Florida. 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 Sometimes other places. Like Florida. Oh, good. Uh, meet Matthew Meredith. Uh, Matthew Meredith is an interesting character. Um, he spent some time in prison. Uh, and while he was there, I think he learned some skills that he decided he was going to try once he got out. Uh, oh, hope they're like job related. Uh, no. Mm-mm. Are they illegal in nature? Oh, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. It would be called, um, let's see, tax fraudy. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. that's illegal. So uh, it's so this is I don't even, it's like it's one of those things where you're like, do I want to even tell this story? Because do you want people to think this is possible? Well, but apparently it is. And it's a thing. Um, <clears throat> let's just start here. He is. Uh, according to an indictment filed in the Middle District of Florida, um, he submitted five claims for a tax refund that totaled in excess of $170 million. What? Yeah, it's really bizarre. So in 2019, he submitted a claim to the IRS that they owed him six point, let's just say, let's round up for the sake of argument, $6.4 million. And the IRS cut him that check. Um, hello, IRS. Did you not do the homework? Knock, knock. Well, I will say this. 
later on we learned that he had like falsified a whole lot of documents obviously to do oh. so it wasn't like he just was like hey guys you owe me four million dollars however six million dollars can i get that check like he did have documentation to prove it oh my god but I, it wasn't real i got audited for like you know nothing mm. like when i was making like nothing, nothing. So just the thought that somebody could somehow make a claim for $6 million oh. and get a check. What? But wait, there's more. <sighs> because the next day in 2019, he filed a second fraudulent tax refund claim seeking under just under $4 million. Uh, now, if you did something like that, that was fraudulent, you think maybe you might lay low. He did not. Okay. Lalo, he used the money from that initial refund to purchase a 6,500 square foot waterfront mansion in St. Petersburg uh, for $2.6 million. Okay. He did so just a few short months after he received that initial check from the IRS. Uh, he also purchased not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six luxury mercedes-benz vehicles with a total value of eight hundred forty three thousand dollars that's a lot of money for a mercedes-benz is that one of the maybach things i don't even know but he did all of this while he was under supervised release from a 2016 federal conviction on drug-related charges Okay, um, who's the crazy stupid idiot you. here? Thank you. It's, you know, it's a spot the crazy stupid oh idiot. Oh my god. Uh dear IRS. He is currently charged with making false claims against the government, theft of government property and money laundering, and uh if he's convicted on all counts, he could face up to 75 years in federal real. Okay. Um also well I I'm glad they caught up with him, but do better IRS. I mean, that's kind of bonkers. Save us some money. Where are we going next? We are going from Florida to Buffalo, Buffalo. New York. And I want to tell you about a guy who's already incarcerated. So he's already done something illegal. He was at the Erie County Holding Center and he's being accused of doing something. And uh, this took place Saturday afternoon, this last Saturday. Uh, a deputy was conducting duties in a housing area. Wow. Not those duties, you. Leave me alone. I'm conducting duties. I do that regularly. And so should you. So take Mm -hmm. uh, fiber. Um, In a housing area when something happened. And it's the thing that happened that earned this story. Crazy, stupid, idiot status. Now, the person who was behind bars who did the thing that brings us to our tale today is one Isaiah Autry. So it's what Isaiah Autry did. Mm. as the deputy was doing the rounds. Um, did he steal his car? No. Okay. No, he's incarcerated, so behind bars. Oh, he was be- he was behind bars when he did the thing mm-hmm. while the person was doing the yeah. stuff. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay. He Did he throw something at him? Uh, yes, actually. He sure did. Was it the thing that I always guess? <laughs> What's the thing that you always guess? Poo. He did. He yeah. threw poo. Yeah. He, he threw schmeces. Yes. Uh, Isaiah Autry, apparently the deputy asked Isaiah to take down uh, a sheet uh, that was covering the cell sheet 
Thank you. Uh, not to take a sheet. Yeah, he, well, he said take a sheet down. Okay. Um, and he asked him to take a sheet down mm-hmm. multiple times. And Mr. Autry failed to take a sheet down. Mm-hmm. And therefore, uh, it was covering the cell door of one of the people being held in custody. The deputy didn't like that. Well, Isaiah didn't like being told what to do. And so he did the next best thing. When the deputy entered the cell, he took a... Uh-huh down mm. and threw it at the deputy no, wow. striking him about the pants and boots boots and pants and boots and pants <laughs> yeah oh dear he i you know i guess when you're behind bars you have very few weapons to hurl right i mean i suppose you take what's available and um for him perhaps it just happened at the right moment well, you wonder, or if it was just like hanging out, because you know they got a toilet in there. I so know. if he was just saving it. <laughs> Listen, I've said this before. Oh, I, I don't know that I ever was on a trajectory of a life of crime, but I'll tell you what stopped that in its tracks, if it ever existed, was when I learned that toilets are like right in the middle of the action in a room. I just never could imagine. You just have to get real comfortable, uh, you know, with that situation being on stage. It's true. Yeah. Which, by the way, I mean, like they used to do like in ancient Greece, they just like had a Uh, big do it in the military. Yeah, it's true. It's true. All right. Uh, What happened to him then after that? Well, I mean, he was charged and, you know, still behind bars. So he's just like, I'll just stay here, I guess. Uh, Where are we going next? Ohio. And we are going to meet a 27 year old. I'm going to say her name is pronounced Monica Gamer. Okay. And she has pleaded no contest to disorderly conduct after she got into an altercation with a 37-year-old neighbor last year. Um, And it wasn't just an argument. So here's what happened. She was at Walmart. She ran into her neighbor. Her neighbor, by the way, is named Precious Jackson. Hi, Precious Jackson. And um, they've got a history uh, oh. of not getting along. I don't know. I don't know what specifically happened in their history, but I do know. Monica and Precious, you're saying. Yeah, they're, okay. not, they're not friends. At least I don't think they're friends because I don't think you'd do this to a friend. She got so upset that she saw Precious out in public at the Walmart that she grabbed the first thing she could find um, to hurl at her. So she grabbed something to hurl at Precious. In the grocery area of the Walmart. In the grocery area. Now, so by now the I way, just they have were to... in the chip aisle, but the thing that she grabbed was not from the chip aisle. I'm guessing it was in her cart. Oh, Okay. So it's something from the gro. So it's a grocery item. It's an item. Mm-hmm. Would you like uh, to guess? She and she whacked it about precious, mm-hmm. precious, uh, precious's face. Her, yeah, her face. Her precious area. face. Yeah, face. Um, what would I don't know? Not chips. Okay, maybe it was uh, Tootsie Roll. No, something maybe. way bigger. Let's just. How about this? A if- turkey. No, a little bit smaller, but smaller also than a, a turkey. meat a item. Cornish game hen. No. Oh. But that would pack a punch. That thing would hurt. A goose. No. A Chicken? $22, 10-pound log of ground beef. Oh, my God. 10 pounds of ground yeah. beef? Probably frozen. 
Monica. I know. Rude. What were you thinking? She chucked that. She sure Hey-oh. did. Um, they certainly were What was beefing. their beef about? Okay, there it was. Um, anywho, uh, Monica was, res- uh, was arrested was arrested at the scene, and she... Uh, she was a real hamburglar. Mm-hmm. She really was. Um, so she literally tossed a 10-foot log of... No, or she, a 10-pound... A 10-foot log. 10-pound log around beef at uh, Precious. She was clobbering her with oh it. Oh, my God. Yeah, that, like That's going to go south real fast because... It, it was aggressive. Because it's just going to bust open. Right, you don't want to bust point. open one of them chubs of ground beef mm. in the aisle. It's just going to go everywhere. It's true. Uh, she will be paying uh, $155 in fines. I also just, I can't buy chubs of ground beef or sausage. Why? Because I don't they're know. called chubs? Well, maybe, not really. Chubs doesn't bother me because I used to eat chubs all the time, but it's a fish, smoked fish. It's actually mm. lake herring. But anyway, long story short. What was I saying? Um, chubs. chubs. No, the, the tubes of you meat. Can't buy them. I can't buy tubed meat like that for some reason. Oh, no Jimmy Dean for you? No, I don't. There's something about that. Like, I'll buy bulk sausage. Yeah. I'll buy bulk hamburger. But you won't buy it in a tube. But I won't tube. buy it in a plastic tube for some reason. But I mean, is it's it, cheaper. Is it? Is it, is which, it just a Jimmy Dean roll? Yeah, of- but they do it with ground beef, too. Hmm. And it's cheaper, and that's what makes me suspicious. Why is it cheaper? I don't know. That's what I'm asking. I don't know. I mean, I that's what I want to understand. Do I want to understand? I don't know if I want to know. I just don't understand why that would be cheaper, because they I, burped it into a chub. I feel like it, yeah. it must come out of a different... Okay. Like no, but you know what I mean. Like oh. it must come out of a different kind of squirter. There's a like, chub like a squirter. squirter. Yeah, like I think there's gotta <laughs> be like a thing that squirts it in the thing, and then they just crimp the ends, and that's I don't know. I don't know. You're working a cheap squirt line, kid. <laughs> I don't know. Does anybody know why is it? Why Do we have any meat packers out there? Also, because I feel like there's got to be something different about it. Otherwise, it would all be sold one way. Right? Is it because it's easier to freeze, maybe? What are you talking about? Easier to freeze? I don't know. You just throw the chub in the One is a tube. One is a pile. I just don't understand. For some reason, it just grosses me out to handle uh, a, a, a chub of meat. I'm looking. I have to I have to find out. I mean, there's got some I'll find out and then I'll be I'll know. And then I'll tell you. All right. yeah, you'll be the chub meister. I'll be the knower of the chub facts. Uh, all right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I still don't have an answer. Uh, we're going to play a little game. That game is called The Throwback. Live! After this on My Talk 1071.